Look at a question, the voices are rising. I hear. Oh, plastics. Plastics is an SBE sponsor podcast. Hey, you. Hey, God, I miss you. I know. I know. I love your hair. It's awesome. It well, it's this is just an exercise in watching my roots grow. Guys, I'm not a not a natural blonde. I hate to break it to you. Not natural purple either. Son of a gun. No, but that like that like blue gray tint is perfect. I love it. You know, I do what I can with what I have, which is not much. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, gosh, it's been it's been like a month, huh? Real hot minute. Yeah. Wow. Time. I would say that it flies, but does it really? Depends. Yeah. Depends. So um, I'm Mercedes Landazri. And I'm Lindsay Nebel. And with our powers combined, we are Plastics. The Voices of Resin. Um, So if you are not familiar with us uh, or a podcast, we uh, host a monthly podcast uh, that you can find anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Plastics. One word, no I in the middle of it. Um, just plastics, but we do like to be called plasticics sometimes. We'll answer to it. Despite the title, we do often uh, have men on our podcast. Um, this recent episode, so it's released the first Friday of every month, sponsored by SPE. And um, uh, the last episode, we featured Mark Wolverton. Um, That's a good one. Um, working through um, in between periods, so like layoffs, um, job searches, things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. We're two ladies who love plastics. That's us. Yeah. And, um, so our guest today is actually the other player in the plastics podcast game. Is that what we're going to go with? And he actually joined us for an episode of our quarantinis back when we were officially quarantined. Um, so we thought we'd bring him on and do something a little more official, maybe where all three of us could see each other instead of doing the Instagram live where I just had to call in and it was just, it was real low tech. So, (laughs) so we have uh, Tony from Alliance laser, Alliance laser sales, Alliance manufacturing laser sales. Tony Demakis. You'll get it right. It's been a long day already. (laughs) Oh yeah. The Alliance part is the part that's important, right? So it's, it's Alliance specialties in laser sales. And uh, it's okay. It's all right. There's a lot to say there. I get it. You can't get it right every time. You got a lot going on. You know, with the drinking and all that. Um, It's real. The the struggle is real. I don't know if Lindsay, if you've mentioned it yet today, but Lindsay picked the perfect day to do a juice cleanse. So she is definitely on her game today. Yeah. She mentioned that yesterday and I thought, wow, wow, you gotta, you gotta be careful because you do a juice cleanse when you're supposed to be live. Uh, you know, the good thing is that green screen you have, you could be anywhere and I don't hear it. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Lindsay, that text that you sent me before now it's all coming into, okay, never mind. Um, so yes, tell us about, um, Alliance specialties and laser sales and, and how you came to be. 
at a girl, you got it right. So Alliance Specialties and Laser is a, is a company that my father started 40 years ago um, as, a, as a polishing company. So we don't actually build molds. We don't run plastic. We do the dirty work that other people don't want to do. So the polishing and mold finishing, the laser welding, laser engraving, the hot runner manifold cleaning, the preventative mold maintenance, um, all the things that are just a nuisance to molders and mold makers, that's what we do. So um, we just want to try and make a difference to people and and help their jobs go more smoothly and get things turned around as quickly as possible um, because we're specialists in all those areas we started uh, selling and manufacturing laser welding and laser engraving equipment as well to um, just kind of help our customers more we feel like it's equipment that people are gonna buy so instead of buying it from some random company that knows their machine um, it's more beneficial for the customer for the end user to buy it from somebody that is actually actually using it day in and day out, working on the exact same projects that they need done. Um, so that's how we got into that. And uh, it's been a, it's been 40 years in the making. So we just keep evolving and growing based on the needs and desires of our customers. Um, no is a, is a bad word here and can't is a bad four letter word here. Uh, we'd rather We'd rather have the F word than the can't than the can't word. Well, uh, good news, I would fit right in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You you hear you hear the F bomb a lot more than can't because if if we can't, someone else can and will. So uh, we like to problem solve. We like to figure out how to get through people's issues and help them um, succeed. If you can't succeed, then we're not doing any we're not doing any good for you. So we might as well just go away. And that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. And actually, wait, so something that you mentioned there about, you know, um, customers trusting you, you know, having these relationships already formed. Nope. Um, because your father previously had worked for, um, uh, what's the Klingler? Uh, Jandler Corp, right? Jandler Corporation, yep. Uh, so building relationships there. But, but um, I mean, it, it, it um, goes back to what Steve said in the keynote presentation this morning. You know, uh, you have to, your customers have to, and your vendors have to uh, know, like, and trust you, especially in this industry, um, which is, you know, not as marketing focused, which we'll get into a little later. Um, But so, so um, the, the Alliance, your business Alliance Specialty and Laser Sales was formed in what year? Uh, 40 years ago. Do the math. <laughs> what is it now? What oh, okay, 40 years it, ago. It's still two to 2020. Just <laughs> No, it's not. No. <laughs> 79, because we started, uh, we've been celebrating this whole year. So. Uh-huh. Uh, I like a full year celebration. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, there's a lot to talk about. It's 40 years. It's 40 years of success and growth and changing and adapting and, and moving forward. And um, part of the things that we did this year is we actually defined, um, you know, our, our core values. Um, we we realized that everything that we do is it has a purpose to make a difference for people, whether that's people in our company, the people that work that we work for through our company or the community around us. Um, and uh, and we founded our core values based on grit and grit is something that you see everywhere in a shop right there's grit in in metal fragments and chips in polishing stones and in everything that you do but for us grit means gratitude relationships integrity and tenacity i was just going to ask is this like like a catchy like where it stands for something yeah because you know we're grateful for all the opportunities that we get even the even the bad ones right where you you're like this is not the job we want we're grateful to be able to do that we're grateful that all the people that work for us work for us and with us um, we value all the relationships you know coming on with you guys for 
class uh, um, ch- uh, chinis or whatever quarantinis. Quarantinis, come on. <laughs> that relationship that that we that we formed is valuable to me. So when you guys were gracious enough to ask me if I wanted to do this, I was like, yeah, I want to keep that relationship going and building it. Um, we want to have integrity in everything that we do. So even if that means taking a loss, but it's right for the customer, we're going to do that because we want to make sure that the job is done right. And then have the tenacity to not say no, to not say can't, to say, yeah, we're going to find a way to do this. And if we can't do it, then it's really not possible and it can't be done. Um, we believe that every job can be done. It's just a matter of putting in the effort and the hard work and problem solving and, and committing to getting it done. So that was really a big part of our 40 year was, was identifying those core values and then and then install instilling them in everybody and then really committing to living them. So with everything that's going on right now, um, I, I don't know if you know this, but there's a pandemic. Um, you know, how did that affect your celebration? How did that affect your company? How did that affect you guys? Yeah, so um, we, like everybody else, we had to take a quick pause, right? And identify that this is something that we need to be aware of and something that needs to be addressed. Um, luckily for us, we are an essential company, deemed an essential company. I think we're all essential companies in what we do, um, but because we work so strongly with the food and beverage and the medical industry and the packaging industry, um, we were able to stay open and really um, be able to help our customers in ways that they needed, whether that that was, um, you know, working with the caps and closures company and maintaining molds that they haven't run in a while that needed to be up and running right now or um, rush polishing jobs or working in the laser welding area. Um, we were able to stay open. So um, it hasn't really been, it hasn't really affected us too much as of yet. We're feeling a little bit more now because like I said, we're on the back end of right. mold building. Um, so whatever the the mold builders were experiencing three weeks ago, we're feeling that now. So we're a little bit delayed. Things are a little bit slow, but it's not, it's not, um, you know, it's nothing crushing. And I really, 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 I'm not a prophet. I'm not a soothsayer. I don't have a crystal ball, but I- Why are you even here then? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you guys couldn't find anybody else. <laughs> uh, I really, truly believe that this is going to be, not that COVID is a good thing, but I think it's going to be a good thing for plastics and for our industry as a whole. Because I think for a little while, plastics was a dirty word. Mm-hmm. And now people are realizing how necessary it is and how beneficial it is. And... Um, and I think there's going to be a really big push for at least two years to bring stuff back to the United States. So I'm, if, if there's silver linings, like I'm a positive guy, right? I, I, I'm, I don't want to deal with negativity because it just it corrupts you and brings you down. Um, I want to focus on where we can get better through this pandemic and how we can move forward as, a, as an industry and a company. So I haven't really felt too much negative. I feel we've had some good growth. It's pushed us to do things that we never would have done. You know, we found the ability for all of our uh, office staff to be able to work from home when they needed to. We reorganized the way that we worked and did things and created new flows and processes. And we were able to do that right away. Um, And it's been working. It's been pretty good. 
Now, yeah. I absolutely do not want to get political. Um, uh, oh boy, that's always a but, great I mean, start. I think it would, be, it would be tone deaf to, you know, not address. Yeah. It's not just the, the pandemic that we're dealing with. Now, you are not in Chicago. You're in, in Wakanda. And I don't, I actually didn't know. I didn't do my research before and, and find out how Wakanda has been affected. But, um, you know, I mean, so for example, Friday, I was texting Lindsay because for three hours while I was trying to do customer calls, I had, it was impossible, right? I had this, you know, protesting going on outside my door. Um, and I found that my day-to-day has been much more affected with the curfews, with um, with uh, just the noise and the, and the um, you know, ATMs being ripped out and things like that in my neighborhood. Um, have, has Wakanda been affected like that? Have, have any of your customers been affected by uh, the, the other side of what's going on right now? Yeah, um, to the best of my knowledge, the, that easy answer is no. I mean, I think whether you have the physical noise, like like literally people outside your window, or just the noise of everything, like not knowing what's coming, what's going, what's happening, um, that noise I think is a little bit more deafening sometimes than the actual physical noise, right? So there's just so much going on that people have to take in. And I think it's wearing on people and just making us tired and and not knowing what the right answers are, right? To have to preface something by saying, I don't want to get political, but are you doing okay? Like <laughs> exhausting to have to think of right. how you have to communicate with people now. And, right. and um, luckily we're far enough out in the suburbs where you know we're not experiencing Chicago issues. Um, there are buildings in Wakanda that boarded up because we've had peaceful protests. They all have stayed very peaceful. I'm very proud of um, Wakanda and Crystal Lake and Lake Zurich and all the people for recognizing the movement, the injustice, the things that happened, and being able to do that in a way that kept everybody safe and also, you know, addressed what was going on. Um, I think once you get out towards the suburbs, it becomes a little bit more rural. And I think, you know, we got our own brand of crazy out here. <laughs> you know, I think those two worlds of crazy collide and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so tell us about your career path, because I know that you, you had a, a different background. Yeah. Uh, uh, despite, you know, kind of growing up in the industry on, on one hand. But tell us about uh, how you came into the industry. Yeah, so um, like I said, my father started the company 40 years ago. Um, you know, he was, back then he was a much more hard-nosed guy. Um, and and so I started coming to Alliance uh, when I was maybe 10 years old and sweeping floors and cleaning toilets and cutting the grass. And, you know, I was, I was the... Uh, the errand boy for a long time. And that was good. Perfect. Um, yeah, <clears throat> got my hands dirty, got me got me doing things. And then as I got older, um, I started doing other things. You know, some of it was filing, some of it was um, drawing parts because we didn't all have, you know, phones and ways to take pictures of the jobs that came in. And I had an art background. So, you know, my dad paid me to draw the parts that came in so we could put that in the file system. And then as I got older, I started polishing and the jobs, at that point started to get more and more difficult and more and more dirty and more and more uh, to a point where he said, listen, you're always gonna have a job, but it's gonna be doing this. 
And if you don't like this, you should really pay attention to school. But if you don't, if you don't want to get good grades, you don't want to try, you don't want to work hard where in your job, which is school, you, you have a job here. But he called it justification for higher education. And so he made my life miserable at work. So I went to college. I did all that. I got a marketing degree. Um, my wife and I started a graphic design and marketing company. And we did that for about 10 years. And uh, over that time, I had always done the branding and the marketing and everything for Alliance. So I knew the business um, because I helped create that brand. And then, um, you know, just like anything else, graphic design and marketing started to go overseas. And the value of that started to drop because people thought, oh, I can get a logo made for $100. Why am I going to charge? Why am I going to pay you five or whatever it was, right? And so it became a little bit more difficult to make a living. And uh, my father and I had a conversation and um, just talked about things. And he literally said, you're a jackass. I need you here and you won't come work here. I can pay you and you're happy being at home, not making any money. You're a jackass. And I, I had to stop and think I'll about it. Love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tough, just honest. Right. And that's, that's what I like. I like that. You know, he just hits you with it. And so I had to really go home and talk to my wife and, and discuss what we wanted to do. And uh, we decided that it would be a good decision to make a full-time leap into uh, the business. So that was four years ago um, where I came on doing uh, marketing and sales. And then from there, it's progressed quickly over four years to uh, being the president of the company uh, and having my father's. Yeah. Yeah. I joke sometimes that I'm like, all I want to do is make a flyer. What happened? Too late. Uh, You're in it now. Yeah, but I love I, it. I love it so much. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Like I wouldn't go back at all. Um, I love the staff that we have here. I love being able to share their stories. I love that the marketing that we do is not just about what we do. It's about who does it and how we can actually have an impact. And, and it takes all of us to have that impact. And so being able to um, brag about the people that we have working here and, and how they do such a good job is awesome to me. And, uh, and, and being able to work with my father every day is a blessing. You know, it, I know people say it's, it's difficult working with family and it is because you can't shut it off. Um, but just the opportunity to spend, you know, five out of seven days a week with, with my father and, and grow something with him and my brother and my uncle and my mother, it's a blessing that I do not take it, take for granted at any point. It's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good, pretty good gig to have. Yeah. yeah. I love, uh, I love seeing that, you know, in the industry, sorry, Lindsay, just, uh, want to, want to know, because of course <laughs> your children, my children will, will probably also be going into this industry. They're hundred um, percent doing it. It's not really but, an option. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fantastic. I mean, obviously, you know, we already, you know, touched on the clingers, um, but uh, people like Russ Broom, you know, and his father, um, the, you know, people who have been in the industry over generations, um, uh, the Beaumont family, you know, as well. Um, it's the, the, the stoles, uh, you know, from Armin, there's, there's plenty of people and it just, it's a good business to pass down. And I think yeah. this industry holds itself very well to being a family business because it can't, I think when it gets too corporate, and this might sound stupid, it takes the fun out of it, right? Like I think this breed of people that work in this industry, they like 
the energy that it brings. They like problem solving together. They like cooperation. They like doing those things. And you, you can almost over process it to death. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it's got to be just, you got to go back to the relational side of things. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, you were gonna, you're sorry, I cut you off. You're going to ask the question. Well, I was going to say, um, so you've been, you know, working full time for the past four years. At what point did you decide to make the leap into doing a side gig of podcasting? That was the similar vein. (laughs) Yeah, that was probably about a year and a half, maybe two years in. Um, as a as a marketer, I needed a, a new avenue for me to meet people. Um, that was uh, a way that they would open up to me and want to tell their story, right? So, um, when you don't know anybody, the only way to get to know somebody is to ask questions. But if you're just if you're just asking them questions as a salesperson, nobody's got time for that. Um, they don't. I mean, they just don't. I mean, yeah, if I call you and I say, I, you know, I want to talk to you. I'm, I work for so and so, and I do sales. You're like, I don't have time. But you if have I so many good excuses, and I say, Linz, I want to do a podcast. Are you interested in being a guest on the show? Now it opens up a whole new dynamic. Now you're willing to engage with me. Now you're willing to have that relationship. You're willing to tell me your stories and and where you're coming from and where you've been and what's happened and how you got to where you are, what you need. All those things come to the forefront and it was really a way for us to engage with our current customers and new customers because most of the shows we did originally were with customers um, to be able to share their stories and, and tell who they are and what they're all about and um, and through that we were able to reach their audience and they were able to reach our audience and it kind of grows organically and it and it goes back into that relation relationship and and making a difference for people and so through that we have a good relationship with christina fuges at mold making technology because we've always advertised there and so her and i created a uh a partnership relationship where she would be a guest host on the um sorry i'm up in the conference room and people keep walking out (laughs) Uh, it's the joys of being at work, right? <laughs> so we yes. created, yeah, we created a partnership relationship where you know mold making technology would go come along with um, some of those podcasts, and um, it would just open more doors and more avenues and more opportunities for for all of us, and um, and and so. There's two sides of that answer. One of it is purely selfish, where I needed a way to get my voice heard to fight so people would know who I was and come to Alliance. And the other one was I really wanted to engage with people and, and help share their stories and share the stories of what's happening in our space. Because I think I think people don't understand what we do. And I keep telling the story. And again, I don't want it not political, but <laughs> You know, when when COVID first started and everybody was complaining that there were no tests, that's where I, I really think that there's a piece of education that's missing and can be shared. And I'm not the right person to share that because I don't have that that platform base, but really going into what was necessary to create that test, right? First, you have to identify what it is. You have to identify the problem. Then you have to design for it. Then you have to build the mold, then you have to manufacture it, then you have to source the material, then you have to build it, then you have to run it, then you have to test it to make sure it works. You got to put the packaging together, all the paperwork, and then you got to send that out. And people were expecting that to happen overnight. And so it just opened 
it opened my eyes to the fact that people don't realize what we do as a well, entire yeah. industry. I mean, I won't, I won't name any names, but I'm working with a customer right now and um, they tried to get us some um, packaging and they, they were like, oh, it's probably gonna take us like four weeks, you know, to do the artwork, to all the designs and stuff. And we had like a whole slew of molds to build and they're like, well, we need those before we get the pack, the artwork. And I'm like, so your timing to, for the artwork is longer than it is for me to make something to physically get you apart. Yeah. I'm like, you, you need a little education on how this works. <laughs> and, and I mean, they, they make plastic parts. Not they don't make it, but they source plastic parts. So it's like, and they are missing that timing piece. I mean, I would love to see one of the news media outlets or something, right? Actually talk about what had to go into creating this little piece of plastic test. You know, I, I talked to uh, Dana and Jason from Carbon a while ago and they, they make some pieces that were used for um, the testing and just talking to them about all the stuff that went into it, it's incredible. And I think it would, it would do sure. wonders for all the misinformation that's out there, not saying how I how I think one way or the other, but the misinformation that this isn't easy, snap your fingers and it's done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to mention all, all of the, um, I mean, the, the um, uh, educating the public about the, uh, the amazing aspects of plastics, right? Yeah. Rather than just saying it as this, this harmful thing. Um, getting back to one thing that you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago was, um, you know, when you started the podcast, it was, uh, you know, another avenue to make these connections. And one thing, a story that I love from your recent uh, podcast episode, Manufacturing Alliance, um, I think Todd yep. also has his son, Ben, right, involved in his company. Um, but he he said uh, he started making connections by realizing there were so many people he didn't know. And this, I thought, was so innovative, and, but also very technical was I'm just going to pictures of everybody that I don't know and then I'll meet them because I'll remember their names I thought it was absolutely brilliant that is pretty brilliant (laughs) so so on that segueing in we don't have that much time left but you know Todd Shute has this has this marketing company specifically for um for our industry or specifically for manufacturing right come from a marketing background um uh, you mentioned carbon. That was another, another, uh, another really interesting point that I don't want to get into about molds, perhaps the future of molds and, and 3D printing. But um, let's talk just briefly about because um, so, so many times in this industry we see marketing and branding rolled up under sales. It becomes the responsibility of, of salespeople. Um, can you talk to us about how you see marketing, how you see branding, and, and the importance of that? And whether or not it should be incorporated into sales teams. Yeah. So to me, your brand is not your marketing. Your brand is who you are, what you are, what you believe in, and how you um, fit your company, your customers' needs, right? It's your why. It's who you are. That's your that's your brand, right? Like everybody has their own personal brand, right? Lindsay, your personal brand is way different than Mercedes' personal brand. But together, you guys come together and you create this one thing. And your brand has to be lived by everybody in the organization. It can't be um, pick and choose who who has that outlook, you know, our brand is making a difference. That's what we want to do. That's who we are at our core. Um, We want to make differences for people. That's our brand. So everything else goes from that. 
the marketing that we create shares that story. The marketing is the story that goes out and it tells who you are to other people. Sales is building relationships. It's not selling to somebody, it's building a relationship and getting to know them. And every person of your team has to be part of the sale. They have to be part of that sales structure. They're not sales people, right? There's a difference, but they're part of the sales team. So the sales people go out and they build that new relationship. They they do the hard work, they dig in and they and they find uh, that new customer and they and they build that relationship and they get their foot in the door and then they go, you know what? It's great to meet you. I want you to have I want to have you come to my shop. I'm gonna introduce you to for me, it's Kirby. Kirby runs our polishing department. He's gonna handle anything that you need. Then I hand it off to Kirby. The sales part of me has handed that off. Now Kirby runs the department. His job is not sales. His job is to make sure that that customer is happy and that he can make a difference for them and he can take care of them. So the sale doesn't end. It doesn't end with one person. We all have our role in that, but it all has to work together. So the marketing and the branding has to back up the sales and the sales has to back up the branding because if either one is not living up to their potential, they're lost. We were talking about it today and we used the bears as an example. The kicker does not seem very important, but if you're a Chicago Bears fan, you know that the kicker is extremely important because we missed the playoffs. We lost. We had Robbie Gold. We had the best kicker and we lost. You're a Bills fan. It lost you to the Super Bowl. (laughs) But everybody laughs and they go, it's the kicker. Anybody can kick. It's not true. The kicker has a specific job but the kicker needs the quarterback to get downfield to get him close enough to complete that play. So every single person has to be in their lane. They have to do their job. They have to do their role, but they have to do it for the good of the organization, which is winning the game and winning the championship. Love it. All right. Um, that was an awesome note to end on. Yeah, uh, gosh, time flew I know by. I was, Pete I is, like 10 minutes in. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I know Pete was really, really in agreement with that. But Tony, thank you so much for being here. It was an awesome conversation. You're so great to talk to as always. All right. And yeah, yeah, check out, check out plastics, uh, where, and then you can check out manufacturing and then yes. And also check, subscribe, subscribe to both. Yeah. Thank you ladies. Thanks. If you've got a question, the voices of res and I hear. Oh, class chicks.